Come in. You requested to see me, Captain. Yes, Commander. Have you noticed the morale amongst the crew lately? Not that I can think of, sir. Well, I think after all the business with the mimics, we need some time to unwind. Unwind? My thoughts exactly. So I've put my mind to something that will cheer everyone up. A play! A play? Yes, a play. I just finished typing it up, but before distributing it to the crew. I was hoping to be finished hours ago, but there seems to be a glitch with the typing program. Don't you think, Captain, it could be because you're typing in gloves? There's nothing wrong with typing in gloves. Lots of people type in gloves. It keeps their hands warm. But not in mittens, Captain. Hello, my fellow crewmates. Thank you for attending this evening's performance. The bridge crew will be playing the part in my very own version of the Bunny What the Dickens classic, A Visit by Christmas Ghosts. Marley was dead as a result of an accident involving hair clippers. He had left his home, his money, and his business to his partner. I am Heavenly Sub Scrooge. Ebenezer. Yes, of course. Sorry, Captain. I am Ebenezer Scrooge. I hate people, animals, children, French cuisine, tennis, home electricals, and Christmas. He worked as a moneylender with his put-upon assistant, Bob Cratchit. Mr. Crampit. Cratchit. It says Crampit, Captain. Must be an autocorrect error. Carry on. Mr. Cratchit, do not for one second think about putting that coal on the fire. But Mr. Scrooge, the other piece is burned out. I do not care. We have budgeted for one piece of coal a day, not an ounce more. Yes, Mr. Scrooge. Oh, Mr. Scrooge, are you aware of what day tomorrow is? Tuesday? Tomorrow is Christmas Day. I would appreciate it if, uh, if I could have the day off, sir, to spend with my family. A petty excuse to rob a man of his earnings every December 25th. It's only one day, sir. This year, but mark my words, I see a future where one day will become two, where shops will start to sell Christmas wear up to eight weeks in advance. If we don't nip this Christmas thing in the bud soon, it will be D-I-S-A-S-T-E-R. D-I-S-A-S-T-E-R? It will spell disaster. Oh, I'll be in earlier the next day to make up for the time, sir. Very well. Take your day off, but without pay. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Get out! Scrooge lived alone in Marley's old house. 
He planned to spend Christmas Eve as if it was any other evening of the year. As he was looking for his keys, something strange happened. Scrooge! What is this strange face I see in my door knicker? Knicker? It's a door knocker. I am sorry, Captain, but it plainly said door knicker. And just what is a door knicker, Commander? I do not know, Captain. I am merely the actor to your writer-slash-director. Do you mind if I stand up? This pretending to be a door knocker is hurting my back. Permission denied. Carry on with the scene. Scrooge. Bah, humbug. Scrooge settled in for the night. He had no need for finer things in life and would eat mutton soup whilst wrapped in a threadbare blanket. I will just have my mutton soup and then off to bed. Tomorrow is Christmas Day, so might as well stay in bed. Nothing to get up for. What is that frightful noise? Ebenezer Scrooge, I bring you a massage. Massage? What do you mean you bring him a massage? That's what it says in the script. Message. You bring him a message. There must be a problem with your predictive typing, Captain. It definitely said massage. You bring him a message. Now please, Doctor, continue with the scene. <clears throat> Ebenezer Scrooge, I bring you a message. A hope of salvation from the chains you yourself have forged for the afterlife. I do not believe it is you, Jacob. Why do you doubt your own senses? Because a little thing may upset them. There is more undercooked mutton than apparition about you. I'm not really sure that line works. Stay in character. I'm sorry, Captain, but I just don't think the line makes sense. Surely something like, there is more gravy than the grave about you. Sounds a bit silly to me. Carry on from Marley's next line. <sighs> oh, very well, Captain. Oh, my dear Scrooge. Do you see these chains around my neck? I forged these in life being a miserly old so-and-so. Yours is much, much longer, and you labor on it still. It'll be a big one when you finally croak it. Is there anything I can do to halt its progress? I have made arrangements for you to be visited by three spirits. These spirits will help you see the error of your ways. When will they come? I may be asleep. Expect the first when the bell tolls one. So Ebenezer went to his bedchamber, where he struggled to sleep until the clock struck one. Ooh, Ebenezer Scrooge, I am the ghost of Christmas. Pat. Past. Oh, I thought that was his name. He doesn't have a name, he's just a ghost. So how do you know he isn't called Pat? Because he isn't. But how do you know? Pat is a very good name for a ghost. My Aunt Gertrude used to have a friend called Pat. The ghost isn't called Pat. He's the ghost of Christmas Pat. Past! Okay, no need to shout. Ebenezer Scrooge, I am Pat, the ghost of Christmas past. I am here to show you the error of your ways, to take you back to a time before you were a miserly old skinflint. 
The ghost transported Scrooge back to his childhood. A solitary rabbit in his cage, left behind for Christmas. The year after that, he was in his cage again. And the year after that, and the year after that. Until one year, when he was taken home by a man called Festiwig. Spirit, I recognize this barn. It belongs to old Festiwig himself. Aye, he knew how to throw a Christmas party. Dancing, fiddling, mince pies. Never really saw the attraction with mince pies myself. Meat and a cake, yuck. But cream carrot, that's a different story. There I am, a younger, less hairy me. Oh, Ebenezer, how light on your big feet you are. When I see you sat behind your desk, you're like a statue. That's because I'm concentrating on my figures. One can only hope you're as studious in other areas as you are in your work, Mr. Scrooge. I, I, I must go. I, I left the bathtub faucet on. And who is that young lady you were trying to woo? Oh, that was Belle. She was someone I used to know. A girlfriend? Yes, but we drifted apart. Because you found a greater love, the love of money. It's been three weeks since you last came to see me, Ebenezer. I've been working hard. These payments don't chase themselves, you know. They're quick enough to borrow money from me, but seem to think they can skimp on repayments when it suits them. But we don't need you to pursue money in this way. We have enough to buy a small house, to start our future. But that isn't enough. We need to be secure for the rest of our lives. It would have been enough, once. But do not concern yourself any longer. I'll release you from this burden I am obviously placing you under. Goodbye, Ebenezer. I hope you find happiness in your pursuit of wealth. Spirit, take me back. I no longer want to see the mistakes of my past. Very well, Ebenezer, but expect the second spirit when the clock strikes two. Two! Ebenezer cried himself to sleep with memories of his past. His sleep was broken by a bright light and the sound of laughter. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge, come in and know me better, man. The goat of Christmas presents. Ghost! I'm sorry, Captain, but it says goat in the script. Ghost! Leave me in peace. Come out from the bedclothes, Scrooge. Come drink from the milk of mammal kindness. And eat from the basket of fruit of mammal endeavor. What do you have in store for me, spirit? I am the goat. Ghost! The ghost of Christmas Pleasant. I walk among those who live for the moment and remember the good and the pure. Come with me, Scrooge, and I will show you the goodness that exists within mammal kindness. Out there? But it is the middle of the night. Not where we're going. Do I need my robe? Where we're going? You won't need no robes. <laughs> With a flash of her magic torch, the goat 
The ghost of Christmas present transported Scrooge into the busy streets of Christmas Day. Spirit, why have you brought me here to this broken down shack? It belongs to your employee, Bob Cratchit. Cratchit? <laughs> Sir, I must protest. I can only read the lines that you've written. Maybe you need to get a new app or... Noted, Lieutenant. It belongs to your employee, Bob Cratchit. Come, gather around, children. Can you smell the roast? It smells like cabbage. It's actually a sprout. What a feast. Yes, son, it's our finest meal in years. We must be grateful to Mr. Scrooge and his generosity. Without him, it would have been butter beans again. There's only so many ways you can cook a butter bean before it starts to become repetitive. How many ways? There are 50 ways to cook a butter bean. Cook it on a rack, Jack. Fried in a pan, Stan. Raw with no fuss, Gus. Those are just three. Who are all these people around his table? They are his family. Beth, Betty, Bert, Brian, Tall George, Chubby Mary, Skinny Cliff. And who is the boy with the crutch? His youngest son, Tiny Tim. Such a small boy. Hence the word, uh, tiny. What is wrong with the boy? He needs an operation. Sustenance, vitamins, and minerals. And if he doesn't get them? Better to die and decrease the surplus population. Didn't you say, Ebenezer? I don't recall saying that. You did! In an offstage event that wasn't in the script because of uh, budgetary reasons. Oh, spirit, you use my words against me. Not as easy to dismiss when the truth is close enough to touch, is it? Yes, I'm starting to see now. Our time here grows short, but see how, despite his meager wages and living conditions, your assistant still takes time to think about his employer. Founder of the feast, I always knew Bob was a great man. Come with me, Ebenezer. Very soon, you shall be visited by the ghost of Christmas yet to come. <laughs> of all the spirits, he is the one I fear the most. So Scrooge returned to his bedchamber. He could feel the change inside him. The old miser with no time for other people was softening. He waited in cold silence for the clock to strike three. Are you the spirit whose coming was foretold to me? Yes. You are the spirit I fear most. Yes. Where are you going to take me, spirit? Show me the future and what it holds. And so the spirit took Scrooge to the same broken down shack he had visited a few minutes earlier. Only now, slightly more broken down and shackish. Spirit, I remember this place. It is Cragbit's house. Crat! Oh, never mind. It was a house of laughter and fun the last time, but it seems so cold now. Yes. Ah. 
I just can't find it in me to light the fire these days, Murray. I'm sure one lump of coal wouldn't hurt, Robert. But, but Tim loved to put the coal on the fire. Mr. Scrooge used to like putting coal on the fire. I know, Robert, but we have to think of the other children. Larry, Curly, Maureen, Wheezy Joe, Thomas, Jeremiah. But no Tim. Bob looks so old now. How long has it been? Maybe I've been working him too hard. But where are his family? Where is his son, Tiny Tim? Oh, Spirit, take me from this place. Can you show me some joy or happiness in my future? The Spirit took Scrooge from the house of Cratchit and reappeared in even more rundown parts of town. We're an old, worn-down, crooked hag. Steady on. I don't look that bad. It's just a description of the character. I do not feel there's any need to be rude, Captain. I know that one or two rust spots may be starting to appear, but that's a hazard of age. I was talking about the character in the play, not you. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> right, where was I? Crooked hag in a shack selling some old bedclothes. Why have you brought us to this shakier part of town? What joy can be found here? Very nice, my dear. This is very fine cotton. Well, he won't be needing them now. He's gone. Ha 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 You are a wrong one, dearie. What else have you got in that bag of yours? I'll give you a good price if my name ain't old Joe. I have these lovely silk bed sheets. Oh, and these thick bed curtains. Dear me, you took all these away with him lying there. Well, it wasn't like he had any friends or family there to look after him. It's a good thing he had you there to take care of his belongings then, isn't it, dearie? <laughs> Is this a joke? Are you trying to tell me that the only people who have any interest in my death are these villainous crooks? Yes. Oh, spirit, with you I have truly seen the future. I don't want to die alone and unloved, my worldly possessions sold on a market stall, my savings taken by the government. Tell me what I must do, spirit. Please, I beg of you. Change. Anything. Change. Anything. Change! The spirit threw its dark cloak over Scrooge as he knelt down and pleaded at his feet. He woke to the sound of bells from the street outside. They did it all in one night, those fantastic spirits. I feel as light as a feather, as giddy as a kipper, as drunk as an old man. I must know what day it is. But boy, what day is it? Who's playing the boy? I don't think there is anybody, Captain. Everyone has a part, even the galley crew. There must be someone. This is one of the most important parts. There's only one person left, Captain. You'll have to do it. 
Aye, we're already playing the part of ghosts. The show must go on, sir. Very well. I will play the part. Give me a minute to get in a character. <clears throat> you boy, down there in the street, what day is it? I'll go to the Appleton Pears if you don't know what day today is. Just tell me. Well, my old China, today's only been and gone Christmas Day, innit? The spirits did it all in one night. Oh, I haven't missed it. Do you know the butchers in the high street? I am chop em up. Go and get the biggest red cabbage they have and have it delivered to Bab Crotchety's house. What's the address? Find it yourself. Here's some money. Go blimey, governor. I promise you, spirits, I will keep Christmas in my heart. Jacob Marley, I will be as good a friend and as good a person that the whole world has ever seen. And Scrooge was as good as his word, making his assistant, Bob Colgate, a partner in the firm. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he became a second father. If anyone knew how to keep Christmas in their hearts, it was Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, I think that went rather well, don't you? I kind of enjoyed that in the end. But... but what about the last line? What last line? That's it. Finished. The last line. In every version of the story, there has to be that last line. It's tradition. He is correct, Captain. Oh, very well then. Save a line. Merry, Merry Christmas, and God bless us, everyone! Featured in the cast were Alex Gilmore as Captain Peter Rabbit, Bobby Owens as Lieutenant Commander Tanya Ears, Tom Chalker as Commander Thumper, David McIver as Lieutenant Taddy McZacker, Michael Liebman as Dr. Harvey Hopper Smith, Stefania Lindenbaum as Robot Delta, Bill Smagata as Robot Omega, Murray Retread as Bob Cratchit, Ashley M. Kalpas as Belle, Andrew Estep as Tiny Tim, Rebecca Thomas as Marie, Captain John Tatterzak as Security Chief, Star Rabbit Tracks, Carol, There's Rabbits at Christmas, was written by N.J. Rainford. Series created by Captain John Tatterzak. Editing by Jim Smegada and Captain John Tatterzak. Produced by Captain John Tatterzak. Post-production by James W. Smegada. Webmaster, April Sadowski. Captain John Tatterzak, CEO of MisfitsAudio.com. Incidental music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. We would like to confirm that no harm came to any rabbits, robots, or ghosts relating to the festive season during the making of this adventure. We are not affiliated in any way with Star Trek, Bambi, Beatrix Potter, or Charles Dickens. It is also worth noting that typing in mittens can harm your spelching. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your announcer, Bobby Owens, for Misfits Audio, copyright 2013.
Merry Christmas, and God bless us, everyone.